good morning. Good morning. Well, praise the Lord. We're back under the tent this morning. Had a good night's sleep last night. And uh, glory to God. Don't you start, Brother Ojo. I said I got good sleep. That doesn't mean I'm not tired. So I might be too tired for the Holy Ghost this morning. No. We praise the Lord. I've already felt Him over at the altar. Matter of fact, I was going through the messages uh, for our website on from Sunday. Brother Marion Atkinson preached for us. And, and um, then uh, last night, Brother McNeese preached and uh, all the singing. And, uh, mm, just God, God got in, in, the, in the listening, in the editing, and I praise His holy name for it. And so I'm looking forward to what God's going to do today. We've got several men of God that's going to preach for us this morning. I figure we'll try to make it around 12, 15 or so. And uh, then we're going to go into the fellowship hall and eat. Uh, just in case, I think everybody was here last night. But if you do need restrooms or anything like that, nursery is all the way in the back of the fellowship hall. Restrooms are in there, of course. And uh, so I, I invite you also just to stay with us uh, as we have a meal. And uh, then uh, we've been doing this. We, we try to go to Plains um, for uh, for get ice cream. Somebody say amen about peanut butter ice cream. Amen. Mm. Y'all, y'all didn't get it over here, but I felt it up here. Um, but we'll have some peanut butter ice cream, and you can get you some fried peanuts and peanut brittle. Uh, but I will say this, now, and I, I mean this wholeheartedly. If you have a peanut allergy, do not go to plants, okay? Uh, because they're harvesting, and that dust is in the air, and uh, you'll swell up like a swelled up thing. And uh, have to go to our hospital, and we do not want that. Um, so I, I, I'm seriously saying that. We had an instance of that several years ago, but it wasn't horrible. Uh, she just took a Benadryl and went went on. Uh, but uh, we do invite you if you want to go, feel free. You can tag along, and uh, we'll go have a good time. Y'all ready to have church this morning? Hey, man. All right. Uh, Brother Phil, I want you to do two things. One, I want you to come on. You get ready to lead us in a song, but I want you to stand here and I want you to pray for us and open us up. And uh, folks, I want you to stand and I want you to pray with us and I want you to sing out for the glory of the Lord this morning. All right, let's pray. Mm. Take your time, brother. Yes.
He knows what to say. I'm grateful for that. Thank you for this meeting, Lord. The older we get, Lord, we don't know how long we'll be able to do stuff like this. But we're so grateful for what you allow us to do. Yes, for the work of God. Yes. I just want to tell you I love you. Yes. Yes. And, uh, thank you for the same. Thank you for the Never want to remember what I was, but never want to forget what I was, Lord. Lord. I'm so grateful, Lord.
on page 56. Oh, yeah. Thank God for His wonderful grace. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Thank God. Uh, but this morning, I want to uh, tell you what. Where's my daughters? 
Y'all come on up this morning. We'll sing for you. That's what yeah, hot bless. Benjamin Watson, thank you. Won't you stand and testify? Thank God for saving my soul. Yep, yep. 1996 at 8.19 p.m. Never thought I'd ever get to serve him. He's been real good to me. Amen. Hallelujah. better than I deserve. Yes. Been through some hard times, but he's been faithful. Come on. Never let me down one time. Hey. Brought me to some places I didn't really want to go. Yes. But he's been real good. Matter of fact, he's good all the time. I bless his holy name. Yes. Worthy to be praised. He's a loving Savior, a giving Savior, a gracious Savior. Thank God for his Hey. Good. Hey.
there's no doubt that that phrase is easier said than done. It's easier to say that and never go through it. But there have been a few times that we've gone through it, and because of it, Brother Brenneman, we can say it. And there's some of you in here this morning that are going through it right now, and you may not have been through it before, but I want you to know based on the faith of those of us that have been, and based on His faithfulness in all of our yesterdays, that you can go through it, and God will be with you in it. Amen? And when you get on the other side of it, you too can say, you know what, I do still have it all. I don't have to worry about it. Because even if they took it all away, Brother Phil, I'd still have Him. Don't know where, don't know when. I'll be honest with you. But it was on YouTube and he was preaching to a bunch of young preachers. And he said, if there's one thing that I can tell you, it didn't say above anything else, but he said, 
There's one important thing that you need, and that's to have a secret place. He said, if you'll have yourself a secret place, he said, no computers, no speakers, no iPods, no, no, no books, no nothing, just a place where it's you and God. No pomp, no circumstances, you and God. And I was listening to that in the kitchen, and I, I've got a few secret places. One of them's out here. Every once in a while, I'll come out here. Nobody else is here. And I'll pray and ask God to touch. i got a place down at the house. I live on a lake. And don't get excited about a lake house. That's not what I'm talking about. But I live on a lake. And i got a place down there, Brother Lee, that I can go. And just just me and God. Nobody else. Because ain't no fish in the pond. And, and so they ain't got to worry about messing them up. But Brother Jordan, I can go down there and pray. And I'm glad there's some other places that I can pray. But in my heart, I've got a secret place that I can go back to. And I can remember the time that I first met him. I can remember the time when I first called out to him. It was April 24th, 1992. You said you never prayed before. I was 12 years old, Brother Kenny. And I tried to pray a whole bunch of times. But nothing ever seemed to go nowhere. I said nothing seemed to go nowhere. I know it's not proper, but that's the way it was. But on that day, Brother Adams, on that day, God dealt with my heart after listening to hard and tender preaching all at the same time. And He said, Son, it's now or it's never. Brother Jody, it was on the side of my daddy's truck that he got a hold of me. I was Y'all heard it before, but I was cleaning an inch and a quarter inch. And I'm telling you, that thing was greasy when I started, Brother Ojo. But it was sure enough clean when I got done. God said it's now or it's never. I laid that thing down. I got around the back of my daddy's truck. And I sat down in a puddle of grease. And I said, God, I thought I was already saved. But you've done show me I'm going to hell. And if you don't do it today, I'm going to die forever living eternity in hell. And he saved me that. I looked up and my daddy had an old goofy clock. Hardly half ever worked. But that day it was a ticket. It was 2.20 p.m. on a Friday afternoon in 1994 in Palatka, Florida right off of Highway 117 on Phillips Dairy Road at statewide paving in the very back in the first bay about two feet inside the center of the bay. That's right of my altar. That's where the secret place in my heart was established. And I praise God. There's been a few times that I've had to go back there. Amen. Amen. Brother, brother Lamanch, you come this morning. You come on this morning. <laughs> yep, man. Well, I praise the Lord this morning. And I thank Him. Brother Lamanch has been a friend to me for years. He's called me when I've not heard from anybody else. He's checked on me. And he shares an excitement of his church and my church. Before we ever got down here, there was an excitement between the churches. Yes. Set up, stood out in the parking lot this morning, and he was talking about this meeting. And he began to share about how God's been working in his church. And I want you to know today, I'm glad that there's no jealousy between God's men as far as I'm concerned. There may be somewhere, but I believe right here, and some of you are missionaries, some are evangelists, some are pastors. I want you to know I'm glad that I can fellowship with some men of God. I said some men of God. Amen. Not just men that try to preach God's Word, but from some men of God. And I want you to pray for Dr. Lamance. He's pastor up in Harriman, Tennessee. You ask the Lord to bless him this morning.
about the doctor part. Hey. Edgar Thomas said he's just orderly. He goes around cleaning messes up. <laughs> I do count it a privilege and an opportunity. I'm loud by nature, Brother Jamie. Somebody may have turned me down. Yes, sir. It's a blessing, Brother James, to when the old people come up to you and say, Boy, I can hear you. That's such a blessing. Amen. Yeah. Well, it is. You can't hear it. Yeah. Can't hear it. Right? Yeah. Got to hear it. Well, I'll be in John chapter 12 this morning. I want to thank Brother Jamie and this church, you saints, for all the sacrifices you make throughout the year. Amen. That someone. Like me, somebody can come into this haven of rest. John chapter 12. Uh, oh, Lord. There's definitely more bread here than I've got butter. That must be a mountain thing out there. <laughs> now, I'm talking about butter. I'm not talking about the margarine. Come on. Kids think that's butter. No, yeah, that's yeah. kind of like Christians today, ain't it? Oh, they, 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 think they're, they think they're butter. Watch out. But they've never come from the cow. Hey. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed last night, and I've already been hey. blessed to be here this morning. Hey. Uh, <clears throat> Been in on my thirty-first year now. The Lord's blessed us to watch a few of His sheep and feed them and love them, and I count it a heaven-bought honor. Oh yes, amen. Been dealing with some strange families here, or one family here. Brother Dean, he he mentioned that he might knew him here three, four years ago, somewhere in some meeting. They, <clears throat> it's the offended family. Uh oh. You know, they just go off the end on everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I met the daddy. <clears throat> yeah, his name's uh, Ben. Oh, Ben offended? You ever run into them? We started uh, going out, uh, anyway, doing fellas, uh, visitation and everything and all that. And me, You meet some characters out there today. Oh, yeah. I used to be one. Oh, yeah. But there's old Ben offended. Jesus said in Mark 4, when the when they hear the Word of God, they receive it immediately. But when persecution on stony ground, but when persecution and affliction arises for the Word's sake, by and by they're offended. They're hard to reach. Brother offended. You know what it said in Proverbs 17. Uh, him I can deal with, Brother Jamie, but his wife. She's got a short name. We call her B. For Beatrice, short for Beatrice. Mrs. B offended. You gotta watch what you say around her. Yeah. There's anything will set them off. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's one guy, he he started he come into the church and been doing great work in the church. But every time you want to spend a little money, his name's Bill offended. Every time you spend anything, he gets offended. Bill offended. Yeah. We got the bill on him. What do we do with it? You're gonna run into all kinds of folks out there today. Yeah. But now, pe people is our business. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. John chapter 12. Come on. You know the story going on here. I just want to look at a couple of things here and hope it will be a blessing to you. In verse number 20, it said, And there were certain Greeks at the feast. 
there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. You know, lost people do worship. Huh? They worship up Neyland Stadium here at Mall Fall. Hundred some thousand of them get in up there. But he said they came to work, and these Greeks were educated, intellectual types. Well, I just can't, if I can't see it or understand it, I don't know if I can believe it. No, I was the same way that the Holy Ghost got on board. But anyway, I move on here. The same came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. (laughs) Now, here in this part of your Bible here, when you come to Philip and Andrew right here, these two team up from this moment on. And you'll find them all through the rest of the New Testament. They're teaming up. You don't hear no message they preached. You don't hear no great miracle they might have done. But they were out there for the Lord. Yeah, yeah. be a witness and use words if necessary. Hallelujah. But anyway, verse 22, Philip cometh to tell Andrew, and again Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. <clears throat> tell Jesus. And Jesus answered them. Here's another turning point in your Bible. Here the public ministry is done over. Uh-oh. Now it's the propitiation part of what He came to do. Uh-oh. To be the sacrifice for our sin, my yeah. sin. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. From this time on, it's the cross. Yeah. It's the cross. Yeah. Isn't it amazing they spent... God spent more time on the last week of His life. There's something important about that, Brother But here we go. I want to look here this morning a few minutes. You know, Philip and Andrew and the rest of them boys, they'd been hanging out with Jesus. What, three years? How long have you been saved, Brother Jamie? Thirty. Thirty years! If I went to see a man... Especially a pastor. I believe he's a good one. I'm not going to ask any of the members. But if I was going to see somebody about this man for 30 years, Brother Paul, they ought to be able to say he's been hanging out with Jesus. Right. Like the young, the, the girl Brother Dean was talking about and, and others. I mean, when you get really born again, uh, come on. You, come on. you want to tell about Jesus. But anyway, here they, they wanted to see Jesus. And Jesus Amen. tells them about the kernel of wheat or corn to fall on the ground and die. He's going to die for the sins of the world and be resurrected. Uh-huh. And that's what they put their, put their faith in. That's what He's done. Same for us. But I want to say some things this morning. God put on my heart about for this message here this morning. It may come across a little odd to you. I'm just an old country boy. But I want to say number one this morning, Brother Jamie, and I want to ask you this question. Have you ever met your Maker? We hear that saying and it refers to dying and death, you know. Brother Ryan, God got to working on me on that thought. And and you know what? Holy Ghost said, yes, you've met Him. I met Him when I got saved. 
I have to. I didn't just join somewhere. I met him under Holy Ghost conviction as a sinner. When you stand before a holy God, it'll put you in your spot. Well, I'd heard about Jesus and heard about the cross and thank God for that. But I met him January the 7th, 1985 on a Monday at lunch. Building a better homes and garden home over in Knoxville. Big place. Lord, I couldn't even afford the electric bill on some of them. Building that house and we sat down to eat. Oh boy, sit down beside them and eat. Oh golly. Closed his lunchbox after lunch and said, Robert. I said, yes sir. He said, Jesus died for you and rose again so you wouldn't have to go to hell. It's like somebody took a knife and cut him there. I bet him. Then on January the 12th on a Saturday night, yes, in a Baptist church on Saturday night. Oh, glory. The pastors comes to the pulpit. I didn't know nothing hardly about church. He said, does anybody have a prayer request or something on your heart tonight? Whoa! This arm went up before I know what was going on. I said, preacher, I'm lost and going to hell. I want to get saved. I can't explain it all, but I met him on my face that night. January the 12th, it was either hell or him. <laughs> I mean, that's why I treasure that secret place. Yes, but Jamie, I like that. There is a secret place in there. <laughs> but thank God you need to have some other place. Jesus liked going to the Mount of Olives, didn't he? Didn't Luke say he liked resorted there oftentimes? <laughs> have you ever met him? Maybe you've met him this way. Uh, Brother Dean... I was wondering if you was making that state list last night, you know, California and Florida. I wonder if South Carolina would be on that list. Myrtle Beach. Uh-oh. Well, maybe it's... Well, don't want to kill nothing. We were at Myrtle Beach with a family one year. Went back up to the... Started back to the hotel. Probably to get Sherry some water Go to the bathroom or something. And Brother Jamie, I got about from the heart of this brother right here. From the hotel door and just mm-hmm. went down. I knew it was my heart. I knew that. Oh. You'll know it. Oh, yeah. I knew it was my heart. Oh, yeah. I never had high blood pressure or nothing. Never. Fell down there. He showed up. Come on. <laughs> I said, Lord. I don't want to die down here at this place. I don't want to die down here in this place. This earth. I'm waiting for him to come. How about you? I fell down on my knees, Brother James. I said, Lord, if you'll allow me to get back home, I promise you I'll go to the hospital and get this straightened out. I got up. Went upstairs, took an aspirin. Was fine the rest of the week. Made it back almost to Knoxville. Strawberry Plains, Brother James. And had another one. 
pulled in at Park West. But somehow, when I was on my knees down there hurting, calling out for God, somehow I knew it was going to be all right. But only the Lord can do that. Only the Lord. Maybe you've met Him, Brother Jody, or I'm sorry, December 10th. Special prayer request about his wife. Yeah. Maybe you've met, met him that way. You meet him in a physical situation. Sure. You meet him out there in a social situation. But until you meet him personally. Until you meet him personally. It's not going to mean much to you. Uh, yeah. Amen. Number, number one, I've met him. Have you met him? Yeah. Thank God I'm going to get to see his face here pretty soon. <laughs> Number two, they said, sir, we want to see Jesus. We want to talk to Him. We want to meet Him. I'm glad He wants to meet with us. <laughs> uh, number two, sir, we would see Jesus. Here's Philip Andrew. Now, I don't know if they knew Philip personally. I don't know. But I do know this. Somehow, they recognized with their eyes that these were the men that were following Jesus. Huh? By what they saw. If I want to dress up and look like Sodom and Gomorrah, huh? You know, the Bible said all the men were wearing earrings because there's Ishmaelites. Huh? That's right. Yeah. Amen. My, where I come from, the women wear all the jewelry. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Amen. I want to say number two. Not only have you met him, have you met him? Yes. But he marked me. Oh my! He marked me. <laughs> Paul said in Galatians, "I bear my body the marks of the Lord Jesus." I have to mark you, brother Robert. I'm glad you asked. Hey, Ephesians 1, He sealed me with the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. How'd He mark you, Brother Robert? He put a new song in my heart. Psalms 40 said, Many shall what? See it. And turn to the Lord. (laughs) He said, Well... I feel comfortable with what I've got on. Well, lots of people usually do. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a showing of the flesh that right. smoked in God's nostrils. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I got off on that, but it did. Right. It's a little mean up here, Dane. But He marked me. Not only are we sealed with the Holy Ghost, but we've been bought with the precious blood of Christ. I, I'm telling you, when Brother Jamie or one of them I was looking down, or Brother Dean, whoever it was, was looking down like that, <laughs> he said, God looked down and said, there's mine, there's mine. Second Timothy 2 said, the Lord knoweth them that are His. John 10 said, He calls them out by name. He marked me. <laughs> When you meet him, he'll mark you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, I'm part of his body. I might be a fingernail. Right. I might be a fragment that fingernail's broke on. I don't know. But at least I'm in. 
Are you in? Come on. Yeah. He marked me with his own blood. Mark me. I'm part of his bride. Mark me. I'm part of his body. Mark me. The seal of the Holy Ghost is on us. He marked me. And I like this one, John 16. You know what he said? All else he said he'd do? He'd manifest himself to us. I like that secret place. There's a lot of manifesting goes on there. <laughs> He'll manifest himself. You know what he said? He told his disciples and he telling you and me. He said, if a man loves me, he will. He will keep my words. And my Father will love him. And we will come unto him. And make our abode with him. <laughs> Not only is he living in you, but he wants to have fellowship with you. He marked me. Yes. <laughs> he wasn't in the Old Testament. Yeah, I know it was. But that slave, you know. Right. <laughs> Oh, I got a good master. You got a good master? Oh my yeah. Well, Jubilee came. Master said, You can go now. You know, the Lord will let you go off. If you want to go off, he'll let you run off. He'll come looking for you. Well, I got a good master. Good wife, good family. I said, All right, then back it back up against the doorpost when the doorpost and bore a hole in his ear. Lord, everywhere that person went in that culture, Come on. they knew he stayed because he loved his master. Oh, I'm here because I love my master. Amen. He manifests himself to us. We will come unto him. Make our abode. That's where he lives with him. Number three, he manifests himself to us. And I'll slow down here a little bit. I don't have the energy you used to have. Run it well, brother. Well, man of God told me a few years ago, he's, he'd went through some things in his life. And he said, Brother Robert, I'm not as tough as I thought I was. Huh? Uh, yeah. I found out. He's telling the truth. Never, let me say another one here. He's with you. Yeah. Not only did He mark you. You mean? Yeah. He marked you. Yeah. He'll manifest Himself to you. Right. But you know these people say, well, I just don't know if I'm saved or not. Mm. You can find out. That's right. Amen. You can find out. Amen. Amen. I, it won't do me no good to go home and say, I don't know if I'm married or not. <laughs> I'll find out pretty quick. <laughs> Can I say that He'll meet us? He'll meet us in the mission that He has for us. I think we'll hear that report, Brother Dane, on your missions there. Not yours, but God's. I know that. But He'll meet you in your mission. He's put you on yeah. Let me say this right, right off the bat. You know it. You've heard it. But if you could do it, God wouldn't have it. God wants somebody to do it through. He wants somebody. He wants an empty clay vessel to fill 
to pour down on everybody else. Uh, yep. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. The mission that He's gave you. I'm going to say that when He saves me, you get in church, start, and I thank God for the Word of God that I look back now, Brother James, and I can see the hand of God in my life. Learning as young preacher, told Brother Preacher last night, young preacher, they, they know everything, don't they? I did. think we did. Thought I knew everything. Didn't matter what the question was. But the older I get now, the less I find out I know. But I do know this. I know whom I believe. I know whom. He'll meet you in your mission for Him. When I still believe that the Word of God teaches, and I believe all these folks here too, I still believe that God calls you into the work that He wants you to do. I don't have to worry about Jamie's work. I'm not supposed to be concerned about Brother James's or Dean's or anybody. I'm just supposed to be concerned about what God wants me to do. The mission God gave me. I think a lot of times about Stephen. Everybody remember Stephen in Acts chapter 6 and 7 and 8 there? Huh? All he done was give them the history. That's all he done. And by giving them the truth, it pricked their hearts and they stoned him to death. I wonder if Stephen knew because when I go back and read that story again, reread it yourself. There was nobody to back him up but God. None of the disciples was there. But I wonder if Stephen stood there, and you know the story. He was doing it just for one person. Standing just for one. You know who that was, don't you? Paul the Apostle. Standing there holding a coach. As far as I know from my Bible, that one man that took a stand and testified there was one man out of that whole crowd that God had His hand on. Would you stand for one? If your mission is just one, it's important. Because God's given it to you. Have you met Him? Has He marked you? Well, God calls people into the ministry. He got me. I, I, I remember when I got my call, I ran for a little while. I wished I hadn't. That was worse than being under sinner's conviction for me. It was for me. Lord, can't do it. Yeah, you're right. You can't do it. Lord, I don't have the right education. See, I thought you had to do all this kind of stuff, and I'm not against it. I like what Brother James says. I'm not against it. But he calls you. And if you'll just only submit to Him to make it possible. I've discovered in my life that he, He's never asked me to do something that I could do. Are, are you with me on that? I mean, there's some things I know to do. 
I didn't have to pray about going to church after I got saved. It's in there. Amen. And, and I found out that after I got there, thank God for whoever said that last night, as a pastor, sometimes you don't feel like going physically. But boys, I tell you what, after I get there, I'm so glad I made it. <laughs> because when I get there, I'm around folks that were saved, born again, going to glory, that love Jesus, that I can fellowship with. Taste of glory divine. Amen. This morning, before you leave his life, I hope you'll meet him. Well, I get that. I'm done. Do ask you to pray for us. Yes. Help ain't what it used to be. Bless him. I guess it gets that way to get older, don't you? But I am thankful that the Lord's allowed Sherry and I, and for the first time, our daughter's with us this year. Hey. This is the first time she's ever come down here. Wonderful. She's met Dane four years ago when before he was married and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's for you girls. I've seen what the Lord's some heroes here today in my life. Mm. Brother James. Go ahead, brother. Brother Dean. December 10. Yeah. He's a hero? Yeah, yeah. Come on. I didn't stop enough at his house for Brother John when he wasn't coming to church. That's right. Brother Ryan and Laura over there. These are some of the most precious people on this world. God's people, I'm talking about. Right they are, might be, but I'm not talking about all God's people. Yeah, right. Precious. Yes. Yes, it is. I can't talk NASCAR. I can't talk basketball. I'm fishing a little bit. I like to fish. Yeah. We go fishing every Saturday up home. At the church, we're gonna fish next there. Come on, man. We've got one whole neighborhood completely done here. We've already saw four families come, but just by one visit. Four families. What about last time you went out and bought somebody church? I ain't talking about cell phones, Facebook, all that kind of junk. I'm talking about face to face meeting. Yeah, yeah, Yes, amen. And if you've been hanging out with God, they'll know it. He marked me, Ryan. Yeah. He meets me in the mission he's given. Amen. And Lord, I can go on all day about miracles at his time. Oh my yeah. yeah. Thank you for your good attention this morning. Yes. Hey. Yes. I appreciate all you folks. All of you. Hey. Some I've never don't know. But I sure I sure appreciate you. Yes. And my wife does too. She marks it off on the calendar. <laughs> down here. Keep marking it off. Boy, I got three more weeks, Rob. We're going to we're going to camp. Three more weeks. Hey, yeah. I said, you know who's going to be there? No, I'm just getting to go camp. Hey, it don't matter who's going to preach, who's going to sing. We just get together and worship God. Hey, hey, man. Man. hey, hey man. Man.
Nathan, Rachel, and Kaylee, y'all come up. I want y'all to sing that song out loud. Wasn't that a blessing? Amen. Amen. I praise the Lord. I want you to pray for these young folks. They are they are faithful in our church. And uh, the one in the pink is supposed to be in school. But her daddy let her play hooky. So don't tell the true officer or anything like that if he comes rolling by. But uh, they sing this song. And uh, I, I can't help but get blessed by it. But there's, there's reasons behind that. One, the content of the song. But two, the spirit in which they sing it. Uh, I told you that they are faithful. And they'll do anything I ask them to do. And that's a blessing for a pastor. And uh, they will work. And sometimes you have to tell them what they do. Because they're young folks. They don't understand. Sometimes. But I want them to know in front of all of you. And I appreciate you. Your faithfulness. I want you to listen to them sing and you help them sing now, okay? Sometimes we get big groups and everybody's shouting and, and praising the Lord, but somebody else might get up here and nobody knows what to do. We we'll just shout them on. Say amen. Swing around this pole in the right way, amen. Don't tear the pole down, but swing around it if you have to. But you pray for him this morning.
of some decisions that he made several sure. years ago. Sure. But it was in a house with bullets flying and God delivered him. He spent some time in the local jail, but God's delivered him. And on Easter Sunday two years ago, he got an eternal deliverance. 
He listened, he listened to the sunrise service message. Been under conviction, Brother Joe. He's under conviction heavy hard. Listen to the sunrise service message. And he'd go in the house and he'd go out of the house. He'd listen for a little while and go back out. And he finally he got ready and he said, and we were on lockdown. We wasn't even having church here. But he said, I got to go to the church. He got dressed to come to church and sat on the front steps and just sat there. Just wondering what in the world was God going to, was he worth something to God? Could God's love go deep enough to reach him? Could his hand reach far enough down to reach him? He finally walked around through the graveyard and God finally pinpointed. Well, I reckon I should say it like this. He finally succumbed to the pinpoint hand and finger of God. And he got gloriously saved. He still got a past. But he's got a future now. Amen. Boy, thank God. I don't know a lot of things. And I don't know a lot of the directions that God has got planned for me. But I want to be like Abraham and believe God. God says go, I want to go. Just stay, I want to stay. Won't you pray for Brother Kurt? He's going to come. He's going to preach this morning. I want you to ask the Lord to touch him this morning. Brother Kurt, you come. Well, I don't know how I'm going to stand up here and preach after that, but I do know. I don't know what he has for my life, but I do know. My little sister up here singing. Yeah. It's my dad right there on the front row. God saved him. Yeah. Yeah, good like that. Out of this filthy world, out of drugs, many other things. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, sir. Gave him a little girl to raise up. He stood by God's side. Yeah. Get her in church. Yeah. Now she's up here singing for the Lord. Hey. Services in that building yeah. right there before I ever got saved. Got uh-huh. to hear some great men of God preach. Yeah. Brother oh. John Dent stood, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stood behind this pulpit in that building of many years and yeah. preached the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Got to meet Brother Hubert Troutman. Yeah. Yeah. Brother James Langston. Oh, yeah. I tell you, I sat in some meetings and in some services. I can't understand how and why. I got away from it, but I did. Talk about it. We all know people that have sat in those services and services like this and yeah. wonder how in the world do they get away from it and yeah. turn their backs on God. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. You something about this world to get a hold of you. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. That old saying, sin will take you farther than you want to go. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay. And it'll cost you more than you're willing to pay. I got away from it and I was out in this world for years. But I thank God. I turned my back on Him. But He was still running after me. I got back out in this world went deeper than I'd ever gone before. Wasn't too deep for God. Yeah. 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 Woo! Some of you older folks in here have been serving God for many years. I just want y'all to know how much y'all are a testimony to me and these young folks to see y'all faithful through the years. I've only been saved a couple years now. But I can look at some of y'all and see the joy that y'all had in serving the Lord. Yeah. No, there's been hard times. Yes. But it's an encouragement to me to see y'all still in this fight. Yeah. It's an encouragement to me to see y'all still standing for the Lord, yeah. preaching the Word of God, hey. and serving Him. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank each and every one of y'all for being here this morning. Yes. For serving the Lord. Hey. Thank these young folks that are here for being here. Hey. I want to encourage y'all. Don't let nothing in this world get a hold of you. Uh huh. Run from it. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. Those friends that you've got here are those friends that you've got. Those friends out there. They lead you down the wrong path. Right. Don't let them do it to you. Yeah. You need to get caught up trying to witness to them if you're not careful. You'll try to go where they go to bring them to where you ought to be. I'm not saying you don't need to tell them about the Lord at all, but you need to be very careful. Don't go out to the parties and the barrooms and things like that with them trying to tell them about the Lord because you're going to wind up worse off than you think they are. Go ahead, brother. I just want to encourage the young folks. Amen. Y'all stick around each other, those of you that know the Lord. Y'all be there for one another. Bear one another's burdens. Yes. Thank God for the service last night. Service this morning. It's an honor to be able to stand up here with God's Word. Lord. Just to know he can use something that's unworthy of me. Yeah, go ahead. Everybody don't have the privilege of having this great book. We take advantage of it so often. I think I'm done with that. I'll try to get into the message now. We'll be in the book of Daniel. Amen. Chapter 3. And those of you that heard me preach the other Sunday, don't get scared. I'm not preaching the same message, just out of the same book. <laughs> but it's probably going to be a very familiar message to many of you. We all know this story. These three men. Preacher mentioned them a moment last night. <clears throat> I think at least twice. Maybe more than that. I don't know. 
with the help of the Lord this morning, it's got a message on my heart. Ask the Lord to help us get it out. God bless you. Just going to read a few verses and then we'll pray and we'll hit on some other verses, but for the sake of time, we'll uh, just read a few verses here. We'll pray and try to get into the message. Daniel chapter 3 verse 15. Now if you be ready that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, harp, the sackbut, psalter, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Many things in this world, many folks are worshiping. If we're not careful, we'll find ourselves doing it too. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. And we'll stop here. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosts, their hats, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Lord, most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to be here with your people, God, to stand with your word. God, I ask you, Lord, to just touch during this time. Lord, I pray you'd hide me behind the cross. Lord, allow me to preach the message that you have to be heard here this morning. Hide me behind that cross, Lord. Allow me to preach with unction and power. Lord, I pray that you'd control my voice, my tongue. God, give me the words to speak. Lord, I pray for the hearts that are here this morning. God, we thank you for your people and the opportunity we have to gather together. And I pray that you'd touch hearts this morning. Lord, give us what we stand in need of. And we give you all the praise, the honor, and glory for it in Jesus' name. So before all this, we know Nebuchadnezzar had set up a golden image and commanded the people, when they hear the sound of these instruments and music, to bow down and to worship. That's happened. And these three men, these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they did not bow down to worship this golden image which he had made. If we look here at verse 15, God showed me some stuff in this and I enjoyed studying it. And I pray that He'll help me to allow y'all to see what I saw in this. And Y'all may have heard this message before. Many messages have been preached out of this great book. I'm going to give y'all what's on my heart and what God showed me in this. Verse 15 says, Now if you be ready that at what time you hear the sound of these instruments and music, 
ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, they'd already had an opportunity once in the previous verses. These instruments played in this music and they did not. You look back and you see that someone brought these men before the king to tell him they did not bow down and worship. He says here in verse 15, he's giving them another chance. He says, if you do this, well, all is well. I'll give you another chance, another opportunity to bow and to worship to the image which I have created. Hear what I see here. See a picture of Satan. Does the devil not give us chance and chance and time and time again to fall to sin? He gives you a second chance to commit a sin. See, he didn't say that word the other day, but all's well if you'll say it today. You didn't go to this place, but I'll give you another chance. You go go more. You may not have looked at that woman walk by half-dressed, but look, here's another one. You may not have drank that drink yesterday, but drink today, it'll be okay. He'll tempt you with the same thing. He'll tempt you with different things. Satan will give you a second chance to sin, to fall to sin, to bow down and to worship the many different things in this world that he's put out here. Yes, sir. He said, if you fall down and worship the image which I have made, well. But if you worship not, if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Does the devil not threaten us? Yes, he does. Well, if you don't go do this, I'll torture you. I'll make your life here a living hell. Satan will threaten us. Preacher said it last night. Don't we all know? Satan is a liar. And the father of it, no truth, is in him. Satan will lie to you. He'll give you chance and chance again to fall to sin. I'm going to look at verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. They cared not what the king threatened them with. We need not care what Satan threatens us with. He's a liar. The truth is not in him. Don't you let him fool you. Verse 17, if it be so, verse preacher mentioned last night, if it be so, Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and He will deliver us out of thine hand, O King. See, they knew that God is mightier than King Nebuchadnezzar. Don't we know that our God is mightier than Satan? Don't we know that our God is mightier than the devil? Yes, We know that God allowed King Nebuchadnezzar to be in the position that he's in. Don't we know that God has rule over Satan? We all know the story of Job. 
God had to give Satan permission to do all those things to him. He had to give him permission to allow that man to go through all those things. God wouldn't let him touch his life. God's still in control. God wouldn't let Satan take his life. Jump down to verse 21. That's where I really want to point out what God showed me as a blessing. It says, Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fire. I want to look at three things, three different ways, throughout the rest of this book. Throughout the rest of this chapter. First, I want to notice these men were bound in their own garments. Second, look at verse 23. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. I want to notice they were bound in the fire. Look down at verse 27. And the princes, governors, captains, kings, counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was in hair of their heads singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Third, I want to notice. They were brought through the fire. They didn't even smell a smoke. We've all been around a campfire a time or two. You know how that smoke gets in your clothes. You wash them and they still stink. Could you imagine that being in the fire and coming out the other side without even the smell of smoke? First, we notice these men were bound in their own garments. Don't you know before salvation we were bound in our own sins? We were bound by our own selves. Our own Adamic nature. Bound by our own selves. Bound by the sins that we committed. Bound by our own Adamic nature. Bound in ourselves. Second, we notice they were bound in the fire. As we were bound in that life, an unsaved sinner, we're bound in the midst. Just couldn't seem to get out of the state we were in. Stuck in it. Spinning our wheels, if you will. We might try to do things within our own self to try to get out of a rut that we may have been in in that life. But we're bound to it. The misery of that life before salvation. Some of you have a similar testimony to mine and my dad's here. <clears throat> Some of you don't. But God. But either way, we all know our own state of misery before that day. We called upon the Lord for saving grace. 
third, we notice they were brought through the fire. Right. Not only were they brought through, <clears throat> they didn't even smell smoke. Right. Yeah. When you finally decided to call on God, yeah. when He brought you out of that life you were living in before, yeah. when He brought me out of that mess that I was yeah. in, yeah. He brought me through the other side of the fire, yeah. not even smelling the smoke. Yeah. I don't doubt that some of you in here, for myself or anyone else that's in here, if y'all had not known or heard our testimony and God saved us out of a world of sin, y'all wouldn't know the life we used to live. Right. We've been made a new creature in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Come out the other side, not even smelling the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> not even the essence of what we once were. Oh, or where we had been. Yeah. Who we used to be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I thank God for His marvelous yeah. grace, for His safe and grace, for His changing yeah. grace, for His yeah. mercy. Yeah. 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 So they come out the other side, the smell of fire, not even passed on them. They didn't even smell the smoke. We'll look at this thing another way. But we notice these men were bound in their own parts. First, we looked at when we were lost. When we've been born again. Second, I want to look at the Christian wall. We notice these men were bound in their own garments. Right. Don't we oftentimes bind ourselves in our own worries and the stress of the things that go on in our lives here? Come on. Now standing up here thinking about this, I do and I don't want to study the human mind a little bit. But we all got one, so we know the places it'll go. That's right. And the things it'll take us through. Yeah. The stresses and the worries of this life that we live here and how sometimes it will bind us. Yeah. It'll get our mind off the things of God. Sometimes we'll find our find ourselves bound in the worry and the stress, and the things go on in the life around us. Yeah. We got loved ones that are suffering different things. We got loved ones that are lost, loved ones that are sick. There's nothing wrong for having a burden for those things and caring about people that we're supposed to love everybody. But oftentimes... <coughs> We bind ourselves with all of those things and forget to just give it to God. Give it to Him. We forget to take that time that we need to take with God so that He can bring us through that thing. He'll bring us through the fire. Bring us out the other side. Won't even smell a smoke. We find ourselves bound in the stress and the worry. Stuck in that mindset. Second, we find ourselves bound in a battle, in the fire we were thrown into while bound by our own selves. Don't you know Satan will try to burn you when you can't fight back? When you've eased away from the things of God, gotten caught up in the things of this world, got your mind spinning, worried about where you're going to go, what this is going to do, who's going to be here, who's going to be there, who's going to make it. When you have no strength, 
Now the devil will come at you when you're on a mountain too. But when you have no strength, when you've gotten away from God, when you're bound up in the stress and the worry and the cares of this life, Satan will try to burn you when you're weak. But Christ said in 2 Corinthians 12, 19, My strength is made perfect in weakness. When you're bound, when you're weak, when you can't fight the things that come at you in this life, when you can't go on any longer, He can. Yes, He can. Praise God. He'll deliver you from the fire. He'll bring you out the other side without even the trace. Of what's happened. Can't even tell what you went through. Some of us people in this world that don't know us have been saved out of a life of sin. Never know where we've been. Probably think we were brought up in church. Nothing's wrong with that. I'm thankful. These young folks that have been brought up in church. Amen, Amen, brother. Yes, sir. Brother Dean mentioned it last night. I'm thankful. God has given me a woman. (laughs) Brought up in church. Yeah, Daddy's a pastor. Papa's a pastor. Yeah. But God. Amen. Amen. He'll leave you from the fire and bring you out the other side without even a trace of what happened. Yeah. The smell of fire not even passed on them. They didn't even smell smoke. Yeah. I want to look at this thing one more time. Again, first we noticed they were bound in their own garments. Yeah. We are bound in this robe of flesh while we're here. This flesh restrains or restricts us from certain things. From some of the things of God. God is too mighty for us to behold in this flesh. He does bless us with His presence sometimes. Thankful for that. But there's just some things that we can't get a hold of in this flesh. We can try, but we just can't get a hold We can't get a full grasp on the things of God and how truly good He really is. Satan can still tempt us off flesh that we're bound in. Second, we notice that we're bound in the fire. Physically, we're bound to this world for a time. Physically, our bodies, this flesh, we're here in this world. Walk through daily life. And so often, and many of you, especially you older men of God, you older saints, been in this thing a while, y'all know. It's a battle. It's a struggle. It's a fight. It's a fire sometimes just to make it through this world around us. Yes. So much sin out in this world today, it makes me sick. Yeah. Hey. I mean, you can't turn nowhere without seeing something you ought not see. Right. 
Hearing something you ought not have to hear. Look at verse 25. He answers and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Don't we know Christ is with us every step of the way? Christ walks with us through this world. Christ is by our side. He's got our hand. He's leading us. He's guiding us. He's keeping us from harm. I know there's hurt. But God is with us every step of the way. He walks with us. And He knows what it's like because He too lived a life in the flesh. Yes, He did. He gave up glory to come down here to this world. Live a life in the flesh. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Suffered the shame and the torment of the death on the cross for you and for me. God the Father called him back up into glory. There's going to come a day for you and I. Yeah. We're going to be out of this fire. Right. Yeah. When our walk is through, this world here for us is finished. When our work here is done, our time is up, God's going to call us to the other side. Yeah. We'll be given a glorified body, not even a trace of what we once were. We'll be through the final fire without even the smell of smoke. Be seated with Him forever in glory in that glorified body. Some of you, especially if there's anybody here lost, may be thinking, man, this sounds like a whole lot of struggle, a whole lot of fight, a whole lot of fire. But if you don't ever take that first step to get out of that first fire, I've given three versions of a fire here. You only have two, but the second one is for all of eternity. Forever and ever and ever and ever. This fire is torment and torture. You'll never make it out the other side of that one. It'll be too late. Time is up. Look at one last thing and I'll be done. Verse 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the <clears throat> Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. God spoke to me here and said, I saw another picture of Satan right here. Because every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that He is Lord. Even the devil. When that day comes, 
He's going to confess that He is Lord. I hope this has been an encouragement to some of you who may be going through something right now. You may be in a fire. You may be in a battle and a struggle. I pray that this message has been a help to you. And some of you 